Welcome to Oakwood Hospital, where pleasure is the best medicine. Oh! 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 Keep abreast of the medical world with the Candy Stripe Nurses. Playing doctor was never so stimulating. Well, it helps if you know the right people. All I can say is, it's nice to see that young people today still want to do their part for humanity. Talk to your patients. Try to cheer them up. In the sheets or on the streets, they're volunteers for action. Candy Stripe Nurses. When we give a physical, we really get physical. Can you direct me to the Arnhold Research Institute for Reproductive and Non-Procreative Function? Huh? Oh, you mean the sex clinic. And now, it's time to, to sit back and enjoy <laughs> the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. No. What are you doing? Look, both know why you came here. Don't be ridiculous. Let's face it, kiddo. You're all alike. Fast, fast, fast relief. Take the candy stripe nurses and go straight to bed. The New World Pictures, rated R. Chris Honeywell is an internet loudmouth. My internet is down. Uh, how am I going to see boobs? Hated and reviled by his few remaining friends, he catches the attention of Thomas DJ, perhaps the world's most cunning supervillain. Ensconced in his ultra-scientific hideout, with only his robot army and stunning assistant to keep him company, DJ springs into action. What is this? See? Hey, Virginia, use the molecular transmigration beam to bring this fool to me! Virginia trains the hellish mechanism, and with a clap like thunder, and in a blinding psychedelic light, Chris Honeywell stands before his tormentor. Normally, I do not suffer fools, but I see beyond the yawning chasm of ignorance that is your brain and the endless sluice of sewage which is your mouth that they form a basic animal intelligence that I may be able to mold to my own devices. Uh, okay. Therefore, in my mercy, I offer you two choices. Instant painless disintegration or you study grindhouse movies at my feet now! Choose! Uh, I choose not disintegration. So be it. In one month, I shall assign you a movie to watch and will summon you again. Be ready, or the consequences shall be swift and merciless. Right, but how do I get to the... Now go! And thus began one of the most dangerous and unpredictable endeavors in evil sciencing. The Honeywell Experiment! 
Virginia, summon the subject. No, 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 you are. Virginia's supposed to be wearing that uniform, not you. Uh, I'm, you had to put me in the, in the suit. I mean, come on, there were, there were like male characters dressed like doctors and interns in there. Why couldn't that be? Because we like to humiliate you actually, yeah. but. <laughs> Virginia's very funny. She's a very funny person. Yes. Yes, she's funny, got quite... funny, funny. Uh, we could get, give you one of those old uh, basketball player uniforms. Um, Every time too late see... now, and this is kind of—it's kind of got a little airflow going with it. Like every every time I see one of the, those '70s style basketball uniforms, it's it's it makes me feel really weird. Because I'm so used to the the to the, the modern day uniforms with the the longer shorts. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's like seeing it's like seeing uh, football players in like uh, turtleneck sweaters and leather <laughs> leather helmets. <laughs> yeah, but um, what we are watching today, what we have watched today, um, is. I think this is the first. No, it's not the first, but it is uh, one of the what they used to call. They, they literally used to call these nurse films. It's definitely our first nurse film, but it's like, it, yeah, although it's it's, it's our, our first just first... pure jiggly movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've had movies with some with some nudity, but they've usually either been like creepy you know like thriller a cruel picture or right. or weird anomalies like uh the the like the the musical oh the, yes and the nudie musical, nudie and, musical and stuff like that but there hasn't been just a like naked comedy you yeah. know although we did have this is not our first candice Ralston film because this because she stars in this um and after her, the next um, most important actor, I guess, is Dick Miller. <laughs> yes, his one scene. Yes. <laughs> well, that's that. That makes it important, and it makes it Corman. It just makes it Corman through and through. It's like, okay, there's Dick Miller. He's obnoxious, and one row ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is it is it just me, or whenever I you see Dick Miller, your your mood just perks up. Yeah, it, it's Stan, it's Stanley in a Marvel movie, basically. Yeah. It's like it's official now. There's Dick Miller. Yes, we know where so. this came from. We know where this originated. <laughs> so, so this is Candy Striped Nurse. This is from 1974. It is a first-time director at the time who um, Julie Corman liked his short film and invited him to do a feature. And told him it had to be a naked lady picture. And gave him a whole lot, apparently gave him a whole lot of requirements as to what they wanted in the film. Because he's a dirty perv, probably, and he's just like... Uh, no, 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 no not, not, like, not like, you know, not like that kind of... 
things. It was oh. like, okay. Make um, sure you show her feet. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. This isn't a Tarantino film. Um, they want, okay, to quote Mr. Alan Holeb, who is the director of this film, uh, they wanted a little social consciousness, a little romance, a little comedy, and a little sex. Another requirement was they wanted a sex clinic. I don't know why. It, because they were probably, like, trendy at the time. And I guess so, yeah. I, that, you know, I, I, I can imagine Roger Corman there with a newspaper going, like, this is what we need, this is what we need. And, I mean, lots of this, this is 1974. That was just sort of, like the brew of of 19 and and you gotta you gotta hand it to the director he he got it all in there which which makes for a weird tone weird shifting tone throughout the film yes it's like it's like it's like two or three made for tv movies with some nudity pushed together with some nudity inserted it's very strange do you remember when you, you were younger that what they used to do with a uh, a failed TV series is that they would cut two episodes together into mm-hmm. a movie, put it on, yes. and put it on Saturday afternoons. That's what this feels like. That these are like three episodes of the of the Candy Stripe Nurses that they just put together. Yes. Uh, but um, Candy Stripe, there are three of them. Uh, there is, is Sandy, and she's played by Candace Rialston, and we know she's the, uh, the loose one because she has fluffy hair. Then there's Robin Matson has Diane, and we know she's the smart one because she has short hair. And then we have Marisa, who is the Latin one. And we know that because she's Latin. <laughs> the actress's name is Maria Rojo. Yep, and and boy oh boy, they hit every every cliche. Yeah, it's 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 basically like it's basically just like uh, an extended version of Julio from Sanford yeah. and Son. You know the the sort of storyline. Mm-hmm. It's a detective. There's a detective story in there. Yeah, there's detective. St- well, well, two of the stories are kind of detective stories. You know, Diane and Marisa's uh, lines are both kind of detective stories. Uh, But then you get Sandy and her adventures with, uh, you know, Owen Bowles. And I can't help but think that um, uh, Harry Shearer had watched this film. Oh, my God. Smalls. Is, is it not? It, it, it's funny. I was I was searching for Harry Shearer's name in my. He is he is the bass player from Spinal Tap. It's yeah, just yeah, it's it's small. there's no two ways about it. It's mm-hmm. and I can't. It was like Derek Planer or something like that was yeah. his name. No, his, yeah. Um, his name but, was Derek. Derek Smalls. Derek Smalls. Yes. The, yes. The, what I what this is this is one of the things this is my first note there's a startling lack of joke names in this everybody everybody but the main character should have a funny name or or a joke or something and nobody nobody's a pun nobody's just a goofy name they just give them names and it's like what this is a goofy movie man go nuts you know i honestly thought they were gonna go somewhere um with the 
the, the two females that Owen Bowles is always um, dragging around. And when one when one uh, introduced herself as April, I was sure the other one was going to be June or May. I, I thought it was good. I thought for sure she was going to say I'm May and nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing. No, no. It, Although I have to admit the, the line I'm not was pretty yes. funny to me. Yeah, yeah, no, there were, and, and, like, they were, like, they're, they're, all of it had, that's why, that's why I was saying before, before we, we got together, they, they should have done another, another couple passes on the script, which is not, this was probably made in 10 minutes anyway, so, with, you know, but, like, yeah, I mean, those two, those two characters were, like, two specific types of groupies, the, like, you know, batshit loony one, and well, they're both batshit loony. But one's yeah. batshit loony, talked to a rabbit, stuffed bunny, mm-hmm. and the other one is batshit loony. I'm a witch, you know, mm-hmm. and she's the together one. But they're, you know, they're they're his two, you know, main squeeze. So there was a lot of comedy potential with them, but mm-hmm. it was more they got more jiggle potential, the <laughs> jiggle use out of them than than comedy use. There was some, I mean, and and you had your 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 basic nudie movie, people having sex with their pants on. Right, of course, of course. Um, the, the thing that was in, interesting to me is that it seemed like it was primarily Marisa's movie, Maria Rojo's film, and yet she does the least amount of nudity. And I'm willing to bet some of that was a stunt was a, was a uh, was stunt boobs. Yes, because it was that, filmed it, in a totally different way, and it was yeah. filmed in all close-ups and stuff. Yeah. That scene that scene was hilarious because it had like the boob cupping, it had some yeah. pelt pelt feeling. <laughs> Her feeling is like fuzzy pelt and stuff. Yeah. It really reminded me of um, oh, what was that Rodriguez movie? Um, El Mariachi. The sex scene uh, in El Mariachi. It's or are you or are you thinking of um, Desperado? The Desperado. One where, that's what I am thinking where, of. Um, yes, with yes. Salma Hayek is with, singing and, and he's getting ready to, to shoot a bunch of people. Well, they're having. There's a scene of them and having sex, sex and it's like close-ups of him yeah. like rolling a spur across her skin yeah. and stuff. It's all just. It's it's. It, of course, it's done with much more humor yeah. and flair in 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 Rodriguez's movie, but it's the same sort of thing here, uh, you know. And and, and it, it's the one scene the the one scene of fantasy sex because yeah. he's got a bullet in his belly, so they can't really just have sex in the bed yeah. in the hospital bed like like they normally do in the movie. <laughs> so she has fantasy sex while driving. Nudity. I mean, Diane is fully nude at some point. Um, Candace Rialson, of course, you don't you don't hire Candace Rialson unless you expect her to get her her breasts out. I noticed but, one thing about her that I never noticed before. She's like twenty percent Gilda Radner. Well, that's the thing that, that that struck me about this about her in this film is she's genuinely got good comic timing. Yeah. Yeah, she, no, she's comfortable with she's comfortable yeah. in her skin and acting, you know. And and I the, the the scene in the third act with her and Owen Bowles where she's just like I'm not buying any of your crap anymore. 
you know, is just funny. It is just down. Although I got to admit, I'm somewhat, I'm somewhat disappointed that she didn't end up going out with the manager. That's what. Just, that's it, where it seemed oh, like it was going, doesn't it? Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. It, 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 that's what I thought they were going for, but um, it was funny because usually, like, in post nineteen seventy four, managers like that have a bad reputation. Like, uh, you know, Brian Wilson, or was right. it Dennis Brian Wilson? You right. know, they 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 get there. Uh, like, yeah. uh, one of the guys from the Eagles got one at one point, I think. And you know, they have some guy that takes over their lives and stuff. So that's what I was thinking with that guy. And then it. And then as it go after she said, you know, this guy's got his shit together. After that, they like, you know, the portrayal of him. I'm like, oh, they're portraying this guy as the actual like, you know, he's a, you know, he's the good guy in this situation, which is just, just funny. But it, the other thing that strikes me about this film is it, it's just, it doesn't know what it wants to, it, in trying to include everything that Julie Corman wanted to, to include. And by the way. You're kind of right about how they threw this together because basically they polled a high school as to which movie they would like to see, and Candy Strike Nurses was the title they picked. That that sounds about right. It sounds and, about and, right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and yeah, and it's jarring because they just, I mean, it's there's only one scene where they tried to make the cuts like somebody fit i can't remember the line but somebody said something and then someone finishes off the dialogue in the in the next part you know in another scene they 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 say a line that could and i was like okay they're trying to link it but usually they just smash from one story into another and the stories can and the stories can be light and comic and then all of a sudden they're they're you know it's 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 hunting the barrio for the yeah. the witness, you know. Yeah, and, and Marisa is almost raped by one of the by one of the the slimy criminal guys. And... Yeah, but you know, it's just like in the in 1974. It's just like, oh, she fights him off, and then it's like, don't call the police or anything. Right. <laughs> it's just like move on. Well, well, that was taken care of. <laughs> that was taken care of. Yeah, but well, there's uh... a lot of that. Like the the the. Candace Rialston's relationship with her boyfriend is so comically just dumb. It's you know, yeah. it's just like I love you, but I could break up with you. I like, I think I'm going to the rock star. I'm breaking up with you. Ah, yeah. oh, it's all forgiven. Let's go to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 yeah. And then there's Diane, Miss. You're not my type at all. That scene starts out looking like it's going into I a rape scene. Hear, yeah. But then, then you hear giggling, and it's like, okay, I see where this is going. It's going 1974. And then I saw they had the, the – I'm like, maybe this is the porno movie in me, but they're in the gym room, and I see the, like, the two um, – you know the handles there that you do gymnastics off of. I'm like, oh, those are those are gonna play into this uh, sex scene, aren't they? No, no. Nah. Another thing about Candace Rialston, though, she's yeah. playing a high school student. I'm betting she's in her like early to mid twenties in this movie, but the way she carries herself, she's carries herself at about thirty years old. <laughs> See, I you gotta know, her... I gotta tell you the truth. I thought until they specifically said that they were in high school. I thought that they, that they were college age. Yeah, 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 it, because, yeah. 
Because you can't cast real high school students in in a nudie musical or a nudie Which, movie, and 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 it might be better to have them look like they're not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not lean into it, but it's still it's 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 funny, like. You know, you you see in all all these old high school movies, you see yeah. a, a few people on the edges that look like they might actually be in high school, and the coaches and teachers all look good, but everybody else is like in their twenties. Yeah, yeah, she was twenty three when um this film was made. So um, but I I honestly thought they were college until I I think it's it's when um jock boy says yeah. to Dan uh I can't believe you know they're not going to believe that a uh, high school student is doing a, a senior a college seniors um term paper form so you'll notice by the way people that we have not mentioned the plot because there is none yeah it's just a series of disconnected ideas to get everybody naked and uh, it's funny the sex clinic part too is is like i don't even think they know what a sex clinic is (laughs) it is so tacked on it's It's like like somebody it's it's a place where people call and make dirty phone calls i guess with a doc (laughs) that seemed made up that seemed like she was that seemed like her like they said, yeah, just pretend somebody's saying something really obscene. It, it, that reminded me of an actress, like, you know, just do it. They they probably did a, f- I don't know if they did a few takes of it in a normal movie they would, in a money movie they would, but yeah. like I I almost that almost seemed like on the spot or maybe everybody was just sort of, but that that seemed, it seemed a little awkward and it also seemed a little more imaginative than a lot of other stuff. So that's what. Well, I thought that. I love the dialogue when they're having the when. Okay, we we find out the football player's been acting strange, yeah, and that was the other mystery that's yeah. sort of like, yeah. it's sort of playing out like a mystery, but it's very awkward. But we find out that he's been taking speed pills, and he goes on a crazed drive through the city, and he I says lines sure. like, "They go, are you high?" And he goes, "You said it." gotta get high and stuff like i'm flying it's like right out of a high school you know fear-mongering video it's great towards the end i had a a serious sinking feeling as i was watching that sequence that this film was going to end with diane and sandy dead yeah 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 1974 you you can't tell it could it could just totally turn on a dime and end up in a fiery crash yep I, I, I was like, because especially because, you know, we, we've had, you know, Marisa almost getting raped and guys almost being killed, but, you know, and, and all this. And I'm like, then all of a sudden, we, the second that he starts talking about, I need more pills and the, and the doctor, evil doctor guy is going, but you already have some. I'm like, oh, somebody's going to die. Oh, he did the, the, the student film scene of him pouring yeah. out 84 yeah. four speed pills into his hand and be like, oh, okay, that, that's enough of oh, that. You know, that's, that's <laughs> right, right out of that. Oh, yeah, God. because there was no need. Everything was, everything was just a broad stroke <laughs> to get yeah. to the boob, to get to the boobs. And that's another thing is this is... Broad this, stroke? Boom, boom. 
<laughs> Sorry. This was this was back in 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 those wholesome, relatively wholesome days where just nudity was just good enough. A pretty girl being naked was good enough. It wasn't like it, it's just the 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 body types of all the girls are not like pneumatic. You know, it's not like look big boobs or anything. They're 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 all pretty actress girls. But in the in the 70s, like it was yeah. there there wasn't that you know focus on I guess, I guess there wasn't as much silicon and stuff like that yeah. but like you know that that changed it and it was from a simpler time it was from like yeah because I watched this movie and I'm like at this time period there was porno yeah and, and stuff but like this is this is not porno but it's also not like a, a good you know it, it's i've just always wondered about well i guess i you shouldn't wonder too much because the answer is teenage boys yes. but it, it, it's just like who is the audience for this and it's the people who can't get into a porno movie yet yeah <laughs> well, thing to keep in mind i think because the porn renaissance was just started yeah 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 where, where porn became cool so there was still i think even for this um type of film there was still a kind of a novelty of just seeing a naked girl pretending to have sex Mm -hmm. uh and so it didn't matter how perfect they were and but although quite frankly i think they were all very they're all attractive. beautiful yeah yeah they're all beautiful yeah. i i like natural girls better than yeah you know i'm not focused on like the boobs have to be big you better put something yeah. in there you know yeah whatever but yeah yeah uh, they're, they're, yeah so um so and i, I think candace real said it's funny because she has that it sort of puts her in the middle of porn just visually because she sort of reminds me of Gilda, the the like, you know, girl next door, Gilda Radner, and um, um, oh, what's her name, the Ivory Snow girl, who was oh doing... oh oh, uh, um, Marilyn Chambers. Marilyn Chambers. So she's got a little porn and a little. Although Gilda Radner wasn't around next door, she's got that just like you know, kid next door type, mm. the the pretty girl next door look to her and demeanor. I like that the the portrayal of her was it like usually the girl who's the loose girl is is more like um, you know like PJ Souls in Rock yeah. and Roll High School or something. But she's like, she's like, acing her classes and yeah, doing all this stuff while still smoking joints in the bathtub while her mom's like, what a yeah. good girl, you know. But she's smoking a joint and doing her homework while taking a bath. Triple. Yeah, although triple, triple to be fair. It. Part of her, um, part of her schoolwork is being done by her boyfriend. That's true. That's true. But she's also, yeah, that's true. Uh, I was gonna say she's also doing someone else's boyfriend, but or homework. But that's, uh, that's the other girl. Yeah. That's that's Diane. Yes. Who, who is uh, played by Robin Matston. Maria Rosa, by the way, went on to be, have a very, very long to this. She's still working till this day, in. Uh, Spanish cinema and Spanish television. So, uh, good on her. I, I really She's like the matriarch in soap operas now and yeah, stuff. at this point, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, there's not a lot to critique about this film because there's nothing here. It's just a, a delivery system for nudity. Yes. And even though you get like the the racist guy, you know, talks down to Marisa and it's wrong to do drugs and all that stuff. It's almost incidental to, to what we all know what we're really here for. Yeah, those are all, and th- those are all, like, short-term, or, um, they're all very, like, just shorthand for, for yeah. things that are in all these movies, and <clears throat> no attempt to put a twist on them or a different take right. on them, it's just like, oh, that's needed, and that, that, that turns up in this story, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll have the drug thing, that's, that's that, it's... <laughs> <clears throat> literally that it was a checklist they got a checklist so <laughs> and so, it's kind it of shows sad. it's kind of sad that uh candace realston wasn't noted wasn't uh recognized for her comedic timing because i think she she could have killed in some in some in like a straight comedy you know yeah, no, she could have been like, um, you know, like um, Jamie Lee Curtis and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels or something like that. She could have probably done stuff like that. She probably could have been really good in horror movies, too. Yeah, well, she's been I, I think that there's one film that she's in that can count kind of as a as a horror movie, although she was also in Logan's run for like a second. Oh, huh. I did not know that. She's yeah, she's she's um uh build has first screamer in Logan's apartment. Oh, excellent. There's one for your IMDB. There's one for your eye. So I think no, stunts is a mystery, not not, not, not a horror film, but yeah, no, but I, I, I think that she missed her, her calling because she's shows genuine a genuine good comedic sense she is actively funny and uh oh there's a reason she's the star of the movie you know there's a reason she's the main character for sure well to be fair probably the reason she's the main character is because she has the biggest breasts but uh, i mean she she carried the movie yeah, yeah, she died. Well, I mean, her and Marissa, I, I, I think you could have cut Diane's storyline out. Um, and it would not change much, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, you needed to have three flavors. It's always in, in these quote-unquote hot nurses, nurse pictures. There are always three flavors of, of women. So... Uh, you know whether it's whether it's young nurses, young, you know, um, young teacher, student teachers, whatever. And in fact, I am tempted. I'm very te- although obviously, if we ever get a hold of Chatterbox, that's definitely on the list. But I'm definitely tempted to uh, visit. Uh, I think it's called Summer School Te. Yeah, Summer School Teachers, which is next year. Which is uh, another Candice Rialston joint. She's growing on me. Well, like a fungus. But 
you know what I just thought of? There's another value. There's a there's a another value to this movie that I saw watching it. That's completely separate from any of the story or anything, and that's just the pure anthropological value of it. Like mm. when they take a trip through the housing projects, through the the Spanish housing projects in, in I California. Love that sequence because it's just with all the murals because it's just so vivid. Well, you see, you see, you see the projects brand new. That was when the projects first started and people were still not happy about projects, but you see them and I was looking at them and I'm like, wow, brand new. Look at them. They're nice. It's nice. Like they're, they're painted up with, with murals. And it's funny because mural art has not changed much since (laughs) 1974 but like you know they're colorful the lawns are nice you know they're 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 nice and it's like you know and i'm thinking those buildings are probably still standing now and are probably just you know ruins now cuz they probably should not have been right. around that long and they're probably still they're probably still low cost housing and like graffiti there was like they go into a store and outside the graffiti was actually like the words uh, what was it uh um where I got it written down here. Where did I write it down on my notes? Why can't I find? Oh, Pokey Moon. <laughs> Somebody yeah. wrote Pokey Moon, and I was like, "How weird is that?" You know, it's like someone's well, tag. And the, and the interesting. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Continue. And all the cars. And then there was a scene in the market, and I tried pausing it, but you can't see them. But there's a magazine rack, and I'm like, "God, I want to see what's on that magazine rack. Oh. I want every magazine on that rack." <laughs> The thing that's so fast, I mean, because the thing that fascinates me about Los Angeles is that it's a relatively new city. Mm-hmm. It really has not been, a, it's been around for less than 100 years, even though it's one of the largest cities in our, uh, in our nation. As I like to refer, as I like to say about it, it, it's not so much a city has a bunch of smaller towns that kind of congregated together for warmth. Oh my God! Just doing the math, it was like yeah. half. It was half. We 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 just went back in time to like half the half age of Los Angeles right. when we and got the, there. The was like it had been around as long as I'm yeah. a lot have been alive. That's incredible. And, and the other things to kind of keep in mind is that. It's it's one unlike New York, which is always New York has always been New York. Los Angeles kind of likes to reinvent itself a lot. So you could take look at uh, Los Angeles from now to Los Angeles from fifty years ago, and it look entirely different. I mean, hell, uh, they used a part of downtown Los Angeles to represent the future. In conquest of the planet of the ape uh-huh, because it's uh-huh. so alien. So, um, but yeah, but I, I loved, I loved that whole sequence, that whole chase where she's chasing down the, 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 uh, um, the, 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 the person. The two little kids. Yeah, man, she, that man, she. And this is a, this is another note I made. She runs. <laughs> a lot of oh, people she's in an movies don't. Hero. Yeah, she. Is a, she She's pumping her arms and like she did she did 110% on that scene and she's running in jeans and a jean jacket and and I was just like wow look at look at her go man she's, she's not half-assing it for this movie 
Well, the nice things I liked about about Marisa's character is she's established as a badass in the very first scene, and they don't. She doesn't back down from it. You know, sometimes in these films they'll establish a character as a badass, and then she gets humiliated in some way mm-hmm. during the course of the film. Not Marissa. Even when she is threatened with rape, she gets the upper hand. Yeah, that guy's the, the dumbest rapist ever. He just immediately puts the gun down. I'm like, well, that right by right beside his head in her hand, and just like, okay, this is a convenient scene. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um it's, and that that there actually was a pretty neat little element in that scene where you know she had him at gunpoint and i was mm-hmm. like "Ooh, does this does this become the part where she kills somebody you know in the course of, that could that would possibly happen in this movie but you can see that she's unable to shoot him. Like he 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 runs right. away because she's like, I'm not gonna kill somebody, you know. Right. And, and and that was that was a little more nuanced than a lot of the other. There were a cut, you know. I mean, there there were a couple moments. The 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 best laugh I thought in the movie was uh, at the end where when the cop showed up or the the cop <laughs> where they said call the cops and they got one guy and a cop suit which is funny because the one guy they put in a cop suit they put a big tall black guy in, yes. in a cop suit which is which is really which is really unusual to see and he's completely just like he that scene where he's just like trying to get his gun out and i was wondering if that might have been a bad take mm-hmm. where the actor was like couldn't get his gun out and then the other actor just goofing around did that and they were like that was funny let's keep it because that and then they added like music to like scored right around it, you know, as a gag. And I was like, okay, that's a gag in this movie. Okay, somebody, th- there's a gag. I wonder if they wrote it or if that was just a. But that scene made me laugh. Well, that, that and, was a good piece of physical comedy because he's yes, like, it was. It was just arrest me already. <laughs> no words and just. It, 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 this is inoffensive. To be honest, it's it's maybe a little bit morally irresponsible. Yeah, but it's not as it, it, the, like I put it a medium creep factor. Yeah, because usually these movies are like usually like pegged in the red creep factor, and this one's like this one in co- like in comparison to society nowadays, there's all right. sorts of things wrong with it. But in comparison to its peers at the time, this is like. This is like Wonder Bread wholesome, wholesome, you know, um, blandness, <laughs> almost to, to an extent. You know, it's it's very, it's very gentle. You know, it's not trying to, it's not trying to ruffle any feathers. It's just, right. just wants to have a good time, show a few boobies, a couple butts here and there. Make you think a little bit about racial relations. Yeah, we should all it. be nice to each other and. Yeah. and and, and the Hispanic people have it really, really hard. But don't worry, they're tough. What's <laughs> <laughs> funny was when they said, "Oh yeah, he he works he, he works at Las Palomas." I'm like, "Is there any city anywhere in America that does not have a restaurant named Las Palomas?" We have a Las Palomas here, actually. <laughs> exactly. I just I'm like, um, I, I just felt very generic. 
but um and it's just it was just jordan I, 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 like, I wasn't, I wasn't sitting through it. I was enjoying it, you know, but mm-hmm. it, it did not build up the, the hype. This, this, this movie was, and, and it's funny, very much not like it's alive, which, yeah. you know, I, I had this movie described to me and I, and, and, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it might be the person who described it to me. Because the person who described it's alive to me was my friend George Clark, and right. he was he was much more of a storyteller, and uh, this one was probably mostly described to me by my friend Todd Riley, who was more of a horn dog, and yeah. but like there weren't any parts in the 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 movie where I was like, oh, here's that part that they told me about, you know, because it was probably more like you gotta watch Candy Striped Nurses, there's naked girls in it, you know, it, when your parents go to bed, it's on Cinemax. So, this is a perfect Cinemax movie. This was a perfect movie to show off. I see why this got so much play on Cinemax because it wasn't super sleazy, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was a comedy. They seemed to like comedy naked stuff mm-hmm. until they got to the 90s when it was like dark vampire drama stuff. But you know the thing is also in the sev like I said, the seventies was also the era of the ruffy. Yeah, uh, this is this is the opposite of a ruffy yeah, for sure. It's not a ruffy. It is very. It is. It's a fluffy. Tame. Yeah, it's a fluffy. There you go. So um, so there you go. It's a fluffy. Um, but yeah, I, I was I was appreciative of the fact that there was, even though you know there's nudity and stuff, they never even and even though there were some teases, they never crossed that line into humiliating the stars in any way. Right, right. I mean, even everybody was in control of their own destiny. So. Uh, well, I mean, it didn't really show in, and I think a lot of it had to do with the edit, the pacing of the editing and stuff. But it looked like that the cast was probably having a good time. You know, they were probably having fun hanging out together. It didn't have that that feel of a creepy set or anything like that. It just, it was. Pro- I mean, I have a feeling those are just like they're sort of movies like that were just sort of like grueling parties because they had to film it quick. But they were <coughs> doing fun things like cutting a cutting up a piece of wood and then beating a teacher yeah. with it, <laughs> <laughs> beating a smug ass teacher with it and stuff like that. So it was probably fun to do it. And and you know, I mean, at that time there were a lot of actress and they're actresses. There's actresses yeah. who aren't who are comfortable being nude. So it was, they probably were. You know, wasn't it was it was the seventies. So. Yeah, it was it was it's it's an anthropological snapshot in time. <laughs> That's what I think. I mean, I, I know there are a lot and there are films that I will look at from earlier uh, where I, I will feel very uncomfortable watching them sometimes. But there's also, I think, oh, this there's also, you know, um we have to keep in mind sometimes that these are 
artifacts. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean that that's the thing is like it's it like it, the, like the import there you can always put importance out of it like just comparing there's there's nothing like this these days. There's no call for entertainment like this, you know. Like for for teenage teenagers who are like pubescent and are exploring their sexu- sexuality the stuff mm-hmm. that they get their hands on you know the stuff they get their hands on now is like slash fiction and stuff it's it's either it's either like way more graphic and disturbing or it's like there's a lot of like su- sex positive you know blah 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 but it's it's just there's there's no you know um call anymore for just like the the like on the sly catch some nudity you know a little nudity there maybe maybe there's a brief window at like for some kids who are like 10 years old in a extremely conservative household or something but there's just isn't any of that sort of weird teasy sort of thing when it is it's like a retro thing that like middle-aged men are going to see like um, burlesque or something like that you know it's it's more of a like let's smoke cigars and you know watch this this 50s like display and stuff that it's so it it's yeah it it is i mean you can always take any corman movie and use that as a cultural artifact of or, or an artifact of like this is how movies were made on the cheap and you know were ground out and and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah but this 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 speaks to our society it, it, by by making a portrayal of our society that was totally unlike reality. <laughs> yes. You know, it was so, like pop culture reality, but not reality reality. So it's it's very interesting. Very well, interesting. Yeah. Yes. Never. Never. Yeah. It's like yeah. It's a it's a picture. Of, and they're they're very. I mean, hell, they're very clear up front that this is supposed to be so you could see boobies. But they're also very clear up front that we are not trying to, uh, you know, we are just ha- going to have some fun. We're not pushing any envelopes here. <laughs> right, exactly. So, uh, I see, I, I would, I would actually recommend this. Even though, like, I, I just, I just have a ch- a weakness for films that are kind of dorky and clumsy, but mean well, if that makes sense. Yeah, no. I mean, and uh, uh, the added bonus to that is it, it is uncut on YouTube for free. So there's there's little investment in going to watch it. So, and yeah, and like I said, there's nothing like it today. So, I mean, you know, there's, uh, I, I, don't know the demographics of whoever's listening to us but you know and uh, now that i'm getting older most (laughs) people i deal with are younger than me and may have never seen a movie like this and can can learn something about your earlier generations whether that's good or bad it's up to you (laughs) but oh um yeah i've been giving you some softballs lately haven't i yeah you know Perils of Gwendolyn and uh, you know Fritz the Cat. And... 
Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of sexy time lately. A lot of sexy time. And Miss Forty Five. Well, Miss Forty Five is not sexy, so to speak. Even. Yeah. <laughs> um, even though Zoe Cameron was was absolutely gorgeous, but um, I think it's time to get a little brutal. Uh, I think we're going to return to something that we haven't we haven't returned to in quite some time. In fact, not since our first year we have we had an Italian policia. Ooh, we? back to Italy. I'm always to ready Italy. to go back to Italy. And the other thing, the, the thing that really um, I like is the fact that this particular film is the second time we are going to be talking about arguably one of the, the sexiest women who ever walked the face of the earth, Marissa Mel. Okay. You know, we'll see about was, that then. Who was, of course, the girlfriend in our in our first feature, Danger Diabolic. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about. All right. Yes, 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 you do. And this this film is called Beast with a Gun. Ooh. And um, there, it's supposed to be really, really nasty. So I, so, I would hope so. So yeah, so there is there 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 are people being uh, buried in lie a lie, I suppose. Oh, yeah. This is this is not for not not for uh, the the weak of stomach. That's for all sure. right. We're we're turning 180 degrees. In. Yes, yes, we're turning. A, although I don't think it's going to be has has much of a, of a of a radical turn when we went from dark town strutters to thriller, a cruel picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. Uh... That was harsh. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know, coming up for this year for uh, this is this is our third, our third yeah. year doing this thing. Yeah. Uh, going to have. Tell me course, about it, man. I know. <laughs> going to have, of course, um, return uh, appearances by our good friends, the Moons, and of course Brian Trenchard Smith, whose new book, The Adventures in the Bee Trade is out right now on Amazon and I've been reading it and it is amazing. I have I I've got to get a copy of it because I'm chomping at the bit to read it. I've right. been I've been so lucky lately. I got this super deal on on uh eBay where I got a whole stack of old Cinefantastiques and then um it was actually bad news when I found out the Phantom of the the Cinema had died. And mm -hmm. uh, and I decided to write a wrong that I've made for many years of not having the Phantoms movie guide, which is sort of his version of the psychotronic. He he hmm. divides it up. It's very much like the psychotronic, but divided up into genres. And so like the last couple months, I've just been like absor absorbing, you know, genre movie trivia and just like piles and piles of you know movie synopses and and stuff right. like that so we're I'm also going to have it. some new guests uh primarily my friend Nick Cato who wrote the book Suburban Grindhouse I have to check in with him to see which film he would like to view so there's going to be another summer of of guests um Greg I'm going to see if Greg Lamberson wants to come back because he's going to be starting uh a new action film 
Yes, I was just gonna say maybe we can wheedle our way. Maybe we can wheedle our way into that as extras. As it, yeah, we can get shot. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'd 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 be a perfect guy to get shot in the head with a with an exploding arrow. There you go. There you go. Uh, so, supposedly the movie is a mixture of Rambo and Deliverance, with yeah. a with a with a female lead. So um, you yeah. can't not go wrong with time, that. But uh, unfortunately, by the time you hear this, the Kickstarter will be closed, or I would recommend people um, go and do it. But Greg's never let us down before, and. Um, I'm sure that this is going to be a fun time at the movies. And he, as he likes to point out, he has never not finished a film he started. So, um, yeah. And, and so, um, I guess until next time, when we go back to Italy and uh, shoot up some thugs and see, I get to bask in more Marissa Mel because I, 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 I really do think she is. But then again, you don't have to uh, speculate on what I think of Marissa Mel when you look at Virginia, right? Correct. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Um, but until until next time. Wait, can I? Yes. Can I keep the outfit? <laughs> Go! <laughs> Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks.
Future Freaks has been brought to you today by Damanzo Corps of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U.